Armstrong and Getty. Why are you here today? We choose truth over facts. I don't understand what you're saying. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. All right, go, go. Spare us the theatrics. Behave yourself. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. So uh, we got this suggestion, <coughs> excuse me, from uh, listener Rob that uh, you ought to have to pass the citizenship test to vote, or at least part of it, maybe some, just a few questions. Because we've long said, if you know nothing about nothing, don't vote. You moron. Oh. I mean, there's just, and, and people want to rock the vote and get every just mirror fogger in the world to vote. Well, I know why that is, because if you know nothing, you're more easily, uh, you know, duped. But so uh, let's give let's give a little of the quiz right here. See if we're eligible to vote. Now, I have the answers in front be, of me. This is to become a citizen. Is that what this yeah, test the, oh, is? Yeah, right, right. Sorry. This is the citizenship test. Which I didn't realize there was one. Yeah. At oh, the, to, to this extent. Be sworn in and I thought it was just yeah. like a few questions or something. Well, what's interesting. No, it's it's tons. of It's one hundred and twenty eight questions. Interestingly, what if, I, what if, I, if I take it and flunk it, do I get kicked out of the country? Oh, yeah. Straight to Gitmo. <laughs> I was born here, but guy, get waterboarded. Get sent to Gitmo. You got number seven wrong. Sorry. Uh, the civics test is an oral test, and the officer will ask you to answer 20 out of the 128 civics question, uh, civics text, civics test questions. Joe, number one, spit out your gum. So I only have to get 20 right, or number they're just going to ask me 20 they're of these questions? just going to ask you 20. Please okay. pay attention to the directions I just <laughs> you're, stumbled you're over. You're really not going to do well in this. You know, <laughs> why don't you just go back to your home country? We don't think you're America material. <laughs> I look around. I go to Walmart. I look around. You're America material. He's just chewing on the pencil. <laughs> you must answer at least 12 questions or 60% correctly to pass the civics test. If you are 65 years old or older and have been living in the U.S. as a lawful permanent resident for 20 years or more, you may just study the 20 questions that have been marked with an asterisk found at the end of each question. Gosh, so if you're 65 and you've been here for 20 years, you don't... You, you know, this is, well, I don't want to get off on this topic, but we have 20 million people living in this country illegally. Right. They well, ain't taking those no tests. people are legal. Well, right, yeah, right, sure, good point. Uh, let's see, we did some of these earlier in the show. Why don't I skip ahead? Uh, let's see. Why does each state have two senators? That's a good one. The Cause, patriarchy. Because one <laughs> White supremacy. Because one isn't enough and three is too many? <laughs> exactly. Equal representation for small states. And uh, you could mention the Great Compromise okay, or the I Connecticut thought. Compromise. I mean, if I studied a little bit, I could refresh yes. myself on this, but I would not have been able to answer that. Right. Right. Uh, I could have come close anyway. How many U.S. senators are there? Okay. How long is a term for a U.S. senator? I was told senator? there wouldn't be math. Who is one of your state's U.S. senators now? Oof. Oof. Is that Feinstein? And here's a hint. She just got a new gig. <laughs> oh, Kamala Harris. Yes. Yes. But I think I'll bet in... 150-year-old and a half-wit. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I do, we live in a very high-profile state with very high-profile senators. Yes. Um... Does everybody in every state know? I don't know. I think they're probably in the local news a fair amount. Mm. Uh, what is the supreme law of the land? That would be the we the people. 
I, I know this because it was brought up earlier, but I would almost, I think I w- don't do anything I wouldn't do. Is that the Supreme Law? <laughs> do the law of the jungle. <laughs> I would have said Supreme Court, but that's wrong. The Supreme Law of the land is the Constitution. No yeah. rules, just right. Is that right? Is that it? <laughs> no, that's uh, the Australian Constitution, as I understand it. The U.S. Constitution starts with the words, we the people. What does we the people mean? Oh, boy. Michael, why don't you jump in here? What does we the people mean? My family. Like, we, we the people, like my family, my friends. and Get out of America. <laughs> Go, get out. It means landed white males. That's right, white supremacy. <laughs> we the people refers to self-government, popular sovereignty, consent of the government, people should govern themselves, mm. social contract, just something. Just try to get close. Our change is made to the U.S. Constitution. Game show? White uh, out. I'm just a bill. Wait, no, that's how a bill becomes a law. Amendments. Amendments. Did Schoolhouse Rock have an episode on that? I don't think so. Um, I was listening to an interesting conversation. We the people in order to form a more perfect union. Yeah, they may, the amendments may factor into that. I was listening to a podcast the other day with a couple of lawyers on there, and they did a, um, a thing on if you could change the Constitution, what would it be? And I thought it was really, really interesting. It would uh, rhyme. Thought starter, yeah. Um, but, but they both agreed it should be easier to amend the Constitution. They think if you went back and told the founding fathers that in two hundred some years we only did it this many times, they would think it must be too high a hurdle. Hmm. I'd like to hear those arguments because it's almost well. Actually, their point was the way the way the the way the country is currently constituted would be impossible to ever amend the Constitution. And impossible is probably not what they're looking for. Uh, yeah, but that I'd rather have that than too easy. Well, you don't want too easy either, right. but there's got to be a sweet spot in there. Yeah, maybe. And I think it's impossible, more or less, right now. But anyway, that's a different topic. Yeah. Yeah, we could argue about that. Name one power that is only flight. <laughs> X-ray vision. <laughs> Please do not ring in. Before I have asked the question, <laughs> X- Mr. Connery. X-ray vision. <laughs> Regenerative powers which allowed him to get his steel claws in. That's Wolverine. Name one power that is only for the federal government. Oh. The federal government. I thought the question was going to be if you could have any superpower. <laughs> what would it be? Freeze time. <laughs> uh, say that again. What was the question? Name of? one fe- power that is only for the federal government. Mm. Go to war? Yeah, declare war. Sean, do you have one? Think about it. I was going to say taxes, but that's wrong because there's local taxes. And state and county. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, uh, the, 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 there amending may the Constitution. Be no wronger answer than the one you gave. <laughs> Correct. That's why I would do horribly on this. I would say uh, make amendments to the Constitution. Final answer. The federal government amends the Constitution? Doesn't have to go through the Senate or something? <laughs> Uh, the possible answers are print paper money. Mm, print money is a good one. Mint, Why can't I do that? Mint coins, declare war, create an army, make treaties, or set foreign policy. Mm. Print money and mint coins, that's the same thing. Exactly. Yeah, kind of is. <laughs> kind of is. Name one power that is only for the states. Mm, kind of. Hmm. I don't know. 
Provide well, schooling and education. I was going to say schooling, but I thought, is that true with the with the there federal department, department of, of education? Edu- yeah, but that's there to aid the local stuff. Mm. Policing would that fault be yes, something similar? Provide protection. Good Please, oh, no yes. domestic army. You get to yes. live in the United States now. Nah, he gets to straddle the border for a while after that tax answer is. Please, I listen at the beginning. I only need to get a D to qualify. <laughs> you're not, you're not all the way into war as yet, but you got one foot there. Also provide safety, like fire departments, give a driver's license, approve zoning and land use. Mm. Uh, let's see. Why don't we do one more? What is the capital of your state? Answers will vary, it says here. <laughs> Can I put that as the answer? <laughs> Ans- answers will vary. <laughs> what? That's funny. All right. Let's do a, let's do a good one. I think it'd be awesome if states could declare war. That's well, the one thing I'd change. Like on other states? Hell yeah. <laughs> or other countries. I tell you what, South Dakota'd be in for an ass whooping. <laughs> what are three rights of everyone living in the United States? It's pretty pretty Ooh, easy. Right to party. <laughs> People had to fight for that too, from my understanding. Oh right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the you're, you're, the, and the every life, kid in America should be able to rattle these off. The life, the liberty, the pursuit of happiness. Is that what it's referring to? Freedom of expression, freedom of speech, freedom ah, of assembly, okay. freedom mm-hmm. to petition the government, freedom of religion, the right to bear arms. There you That's go. about tank tops, right? It is. It is absolutely. That's the uh, the tank top compromise <laughs> of South Carolina because it was hot there. Uh, let's see. Well, I feel like doing one more. Eh, no, I don't. I changed my mind. The freedom to do that. That's another freedom you have. Yeah. By God. Uh, colonists came to America for many reasons. Name one. The chicks. The chicks. The chicks is correct. <laughs> they wanted to practice their religion. That's right. They're Quakers. Shakers. Snakers. Fakers. <laughs> smokers and midnight tokers. Or, if you believe what's her name, they came here because they wanted to keep slavery going. Yeah, they wanted to found a country based on slavery. And they keep didn't it going. have slaves. Well, they're going to get some. <laughs> they had a plan. <laughs> I didn't have a car. That's why I went to the car dealer. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. No, it's not. The best masks I've seen, and they say Armstrong and Getty on them. You can get one at armstrongandgetty.com. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Anywho, what were you talking about with languages there, Sean? Might as well jump. So, uh, director, actor, uh, Werner, Werner, I believe it's Werner Herzog. Um, uh, Now, he is in The Mandalorian. He is the client that hires The Mandalorian to go find the baby Yoda. Oh, that's why he looks so familiar. As that super thick German, I, Mm. I want to see the baby. He, he even uh, he had a he's had a, a couple small instances on The Simpsons. I grabbed this just for reference to help place the voice. My name is Walter Hottenhofer, and I'm in the pharmaceutical business. Yeah, I was wondering when that guy was going to state his name and occupation. Quiet. <laughs> so th- this guy, and he, he so good. My my favorite story about him in The Mandalorian is that it was they they were originally going to do a CGI Baby Yoda 
and they had like a little puppet stand-in. And uh, when he learned about this, he went to the director, uh, John Favreau, and called him a coward for not wanting to do a puppet. He's just, he's a very eccentric dude. But he, I don't know what this is from. It seems like some sort of docu-series or just elongated interview with him. But somebody asked him how many languages he speaks. And the answer takes a, it's, it's, it's a ride. How many languages do you speak, Werner? Uh, not too many, I mean. Spanish, English, German, and then I spoke modern Greek better than English once. I even made a film in modern Greek, but that's because in school I learned uh, Latin and ancient Greek. So from ancient Greek to modern Greek, it's not that far. So he started off by it saying, would be for me. not that many languages, and then he lists like nine languages that he speaks, and he's not done. And I do speak some Italian and uh, I do understand French, but I refuse to speak it. It's the last thing you, I, I would ever do. You can only get some French out of me with a gun pointed at my head or, or something like that. Then I would speak French. It actually happened to me. Yeah, you think that's a hypothetical, but then he goes on to explain how yeah, it's... Yeah, that's kind of a common expression. Yeah, yeah, but then he... Uh, no, no, th this is real. It actually happened to me. I was uh, taken prisoner in Africa and drunk soldiers on a truck, all of them 15, 16 years old, some of them 8, 9 years old, and I mean, really scared. One pointing a, a, a gun here, a Kalashnikov, another one here, and another one here, there. Uh, so, gestures to he had a gun pointed at his head, and others pointed at his like joints on his knees. Oh, so that was very unpleasant because they were all drunk, and some of the little ones were stoned. And I tried to explain that they probably arrested the wrong ones, and the captain of them shouts at me, "On nous parle français ici." Here we are speaking French, so I had to say a few things in French. I regret it have done it. You know, the <laughs> whole German who hates the French thing is a little uncomfortable. Uh, Werner, perhaps you could, uh, I don't know, soft pedal that a little bit. That's... Yeah, I would like to march through Paris. I would like to, I don't know, cross the, uh, the Rhine. I don't know. Perhaps. I, I had a friend from Italy who hated France that much. He wouldn't take a flight if it connected in France. He's a <laughs> world traveler. He'd been everywhere. I've never been to Paris. I'll never set foot in France. Yeah, hated France, and it's so yeah. weird when you're an American. The I, you know, they're all they're all the same. They're just Europe. And we get to go to Europe and see different stuff and eat different food, but right. they just have you know such ancient feelings about these countries, right? And, the, and often belligerent and just deep down dislike. So I wish we didn't have to talk about this part of the holiday season, but it's just true. There's always a rise in break-ins during the holidays, and it's why Simply Safe Home Security is having this huge holiday sale right now. 50% off any Simply Safe system with a free security camera. Now, you've heard us talk about Simply Safe, and part of the reason it's called Simply Safe is it's simple to use, it's simple to set up. Uh, it takes you about 30 minutes to set it up. It's super easy. You can do it yourself. But you might think, well, okay, it's kind of a light version of security then no it's it's the best in fact it's the best home security of 2020 according to u.s news and world report it won the cnet editor's choice for home security and was named best of 2020 by forbes and popular mechanics so it's great you set it up in 30 minutes then the security specialists take over monitoring your home around the clock ready to send emergency help the moment there's an alarm get 50 percent off simply safe 
plus a free security camera today by visiting simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Deal expires Friday. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Uh, I spent a week and a half in the Netherlands years and years ago as a young man, and I became aware that everybody was mocking the Belgians as idiots. I passed through Belgium, spent about a day there, found it gorgeous and delightful, arrived in France, where they immediately commenced making fun of the Belgians as morons. <laughs> very strange. So you would, he would only, the only time he spoke French, so he learned French. He'll read it, but he won't speak it. But yeah. if he's got a drunk teenager pointing a gun at his knees, if he's been he'll say, but he regrets it for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, in order to not be kneecapped by gun and shot in the head, I spoke French, but I still don't think I should have done that. I regret it. <laughs> wow, what an interesting I, life's journey. Oh, I understand pettiness as a negative. It's a net negative for most people's lives, but I cannot be entertained more by it. I don't understand that. <laughs> I, I'm delighted by other people. People's pettiness. <laughs> well said. Meanwhile, in Africa, nine-year-olds are hammered and given Kalashnikovs uh, to shoot people in the other tribe. Hmm. Nice. nice. Gruesome. It is gruesome. That Simpsons line was funny. <laughs> I wondered what he was going to state his name and occupation. <laughs> Quiet, you. <laughs> so funny. Lenny and Carl, how do they not have a spinoff? Yeah, no kidding. If this was the 70s, they would have had their own show by now. Oh, did you hear The Simpsons has hired a black actor to voice Carl now? Because it's racist to have... All uh, right. Yeah, I know. Family Guy did something similar with Cleveland, I think. Meanwhile, uh, as uh, I believe Tim Sandifer tweeted, Bart uh, is continued to be voiced by a middle-aged white woman and not a 10-year-old yellow boy. (laughs) Stupid. Check out the great new swag like the new masks at armstrongandgetty.com. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. There are two ways that I enter and leave the building. I have the option. Well, actually three now that I think of it. And or go to the bathroom. I went to the bathroom. And I went, instead of down the long, narrow hallway, that's one choice, I went through the sales pit. Mm. As we refer to it, it's mm-hmm. a it's a bunch of uh, desks and it's where the salespeople sit. Used to sit. There are human beings. What in the sales pit? No. Yes. I haven't seen a person in there. No, I haven't seen a single person in there in eight months. There were a uh, total of five. And you're not wow. barking at shadows. These are actual <laughs> living, breathing people here. No, and uh, and the reason I bring it up is my emotional reaction surprised me. It made me happy. Really? Oh, yeah. Immediate reaction. I'm getting filled with dread. Nah. Well, partly, That's where I am. partly it, it happens to be some really good people. Okay. Um, And they're happy. And I said, oh, my God, human beings. <laughs> Hello, humans. And uh, and we chatted briefly. briefly and I, uh, Did you tell them, them we've been here the whole time? Yeah. Rifling through their desks? I said, well, I actually <laughs> I did. I made that joke. I said, oh, my Not God. Not a joke. I, I walk through here all the time. It's dark. It's silent, and what, for nine months? 
Uh, roughly? Close to that, yeah. I yeah. haven't seen a single human being in there since March. Yeah, eight, eight, eight and a half months anyway. That's crazy. Um, yeah, and... Uh, weird. What a weird time. And I informed them, yeah, I took a bunch of your stuff, so... Uh, but uh, they all seem to be in good spirits and, and happy to be back and they look admitted older. it was a little weird. <laughs> they look older? I don't My eyes are that older. Good. I didn't have my glasses well, we, had, on. we got one co-worker who showed herself to be pregnant and had a kid in the period of time since we last saw her. Right. We had no idea she was expecting. No. I, last time I saw her, she, she might have been pregnant, but she you know, wasn't visibly pregnant. And now she has a baby. That's how long since we've seen some of the people we work with. Yeah. And probably wherever you're listening, similar situation. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I haven't had to wait at the coffee machine yet. And I am going to bring in that Keurig, by the way, because I don't want to be breathing in their vid. No. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, it was, I was surprised. It was really good to see everybody. Um, hmm. Partly because those people have a hard job and, and they're good at it and it, it pays for my house. Uh, so it's even harder for them to do their job from home. But it's also amazing. And we've talked about this on the air, the how between and there's a sign on the door of one of the businesses in this building that says, as of tomorrow, March 16th, we'll be temporarily out. And it, they've been out ever since. That sign is still up there. So I always think in terms of March 16th. But That's funny. It's so weird how it seems like it's been a week and it seems like it's been a decade. Yep. At the same time. Yeah. Which is odd. I'm sure philosophers or poets or neuroscientists could explain that. It's got to, to do with major, major events. Anything, anything that's a big deal is like that. Having kids. Raising kids. I mean, it's like that. It's, you know, in some ways you look at it, it seems like you were a baby yesterday. Mm -hmm. In in other ways, it seems like it's been my whole life has been doing this. Right. Um, Because it's so impactful. Right. It's like when I perfectly cook a frozen pizza in the oven on the first try. It's very much (laughs) like that. You take it out and it's exactly done. The the golden brown cheese. I know I just need to let it sit in the open air for another five minutes or so because otherwise you'll burn the roof of your mouth. I remember. I live a lonely existence. (laughs) I'm I'm sad for you. I remember at one point, I can't remember, I had three kids running around the house and... I remember trying my best to remember what I used to do and what I used to think, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, I, and I couldn't. That's the way I am now. Yeah. What did I used to do with any time since I have none now? I mean, I was completely certain that I used to not have kids, <laughs> but I just had no memory of it. It's hard to imagine how I would feel even today. If I wasn't going to go home and be fully involved with children throughout the day, right? homework, meals, laundry, everything that goes with having kids, if I didn't have any of that, what would I be doing today? I don't know. Probably take a nap for one thing. Well, I can tell you. Naps are great. You would go home. You'd have a little snack because you, which is me, uh, fight gaining weight every day of my life. You'd grab a big old nap. Oh, take a nap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Then you get up, you'd lounge in your backyard while watching your dog chase lizards, and then you'd uh, probably work out and then do a bunch of show prep. Well, the show answer is whatever you want. More or less, yeah. yeah. I'm better without decisions, though. I've I've come to the realization that having things I have to do and no free will <laughs> involved is good for me. I do better that way. Yeah. So I'm fine with that. <laughs> to paraphrase, I think it was the... Uh... Stand up we played on the show last week. You you don't make decisions, only mistakes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
Uh, and one more point I was going to make before uh, Michael wraps this up. We were talking about COVID and how long it's been and people coming back to work. Oh, I wonder what percentage of people are looking forward to going back, get away from home or whatever, and what percentage of people are dreading going back and would just as soon permanently stay away. I don't know what the, the split is on that. Well, I know you hated school. Yeah, I did. Which you could get into at some point. Um, I think a lot of people had mixed feelings about going back to school every year. But it was mostly excitement for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, the friends, the action, and you know, sports, whatever. Um, and I, I have a feeling a lot of people feel like that. They're thinking this has been really nice, but I kind of like doing what I do. I, I also think there's a, a real chance that people underestimated or undervalued the casual social engagements that right. happen with just coworkers. Right. And just little... Human affirming things like making eye contact while you pass somebody in the hall and give them the "Hey, what's up?" nod. Right. Um, those yeah. little things yeah. had very big impacts on our lives that I don't well, think we appreciate. We're gonna work out the experiment and see how it goes because a lot of you know companies are gonna decide, "Hey, we're doing fine with everybody home. This is way cheaper. We're gonna get rid of all this office space and you're gonna stay home." And that can work with people that you already have a relationship with. But man, when you when you start to craft from scratch. A sales team or a you know a, a group that works together, mm-hmm. but they've never actually hung out or rarely hang out and don't talk about how was your weekend or you know I see your Giants fan too how was the game over the weekend I don't think that'll work. Yep. It's same similar to the school thing we were talking about how last year was one thing teaching kids you already had a relationship with online versus coming in next year and a group of kids they don't know you you don't know them mm-hmm. which I've heard has been a disaster. Oh yeah, um, yep. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that'll work. Well, well. So a lot of companies might overlearn this lesson. We'll see. Well, right. You know, it's funny. I was thinking exactly the same thing. There'll probably be an overcorrection. Um, and, and then they'll learn the difficult lessons. But, uh, you know, that's the way humankind is, speaking of humans. Uh, one fun and final note for me, and, and uh, you know, I almost never hear people say this, and I'm not quite sure why. Speaking of the salespeople. Cats taste good. You almost never hear anybody <laughs> say that. Their best raw. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You think you can outgross me? (laughs) The best masks I've seen, and they say Armstrong and Getty on them. You can get one at armstrongandgetty.com. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Information. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Jingle Bells is not a Christmas song. It's a winter song. Maybe that's why they played it at my son's cello concert last night. In February. Because it's not a Christmas song. Do you say Monticello? You have to say Monticello. Jefferson's house. You wouldn't say Monticello. Because nobody plays the cello. <laughs> so my son plays the cello. He's in fourth grade. Plays using my finger quotes. He's just started. Yeah, um, but he's a beginner. Yeah, that's that's great though. You've got to be willing to be humble to be great, Jack. That may be my all timer. Somebody jot that down. You got to be I? willing to be humble to be great. Yeah, you have to willing. You have to be willing to be bad at something and humble yourself to the learning process. I was. I have been. Fairly bad at that through my life. Um, but, yeah. 
There's so many. I, I didn't know that a lot of things um, you can get better at. For instance, I like tried drawing like twice in my life mm. and couldn't do it in that five minutes I spent doing it. Huh. Thought, I guess I'm not an artist. And, and I have since learned, uh, obviously that's stupid, but my, my youngest, who actually does have some artistic ability, and his uh, babysitter's taken lots of art classes. She's really good. Anyway, just there's all kinds of things you learn about it and get better and better to better, and you uh, you practice and you get better and better and better and better. Yeah. And everything, so many of things in my life, I just just be, how much how much talent do I have for it right this instant? Mm-hmm. Eh, it doesn't look like much. Never do that again. Never mind life. then. Never mind then. Check it off the list. Never exactly. again. Exactly. Which is silly, really. Yeah, yeah, it is. I don't know. I'm just. Uh, it's funny you should bring that up because I've always been terrible at the visual arts, like shown zero promise whatsoever. And so I figured, why bother? But I don't know. Maybe that's lacking imagination. But on the other hand, now I have three hands. Um, if there are plenty <laughs> of other things hand. that I am, you know, decent at. So I don't know. But you could get a lot better. So, I mean, I don't know oh, yeah, what your no goal doubt. was for uh, being an artist or mine, but... I don't have one. Yes, Sean? If you your have... mom is an artist, so you know. She is, yeah. But, it, yeah, if you have fun being not good, then, yeah, keep doing it, and eventually you'll get better. But if you're if you're not having fun and you're not good and you're not getting any sort of endorphins or good feelings out of it, I don't think you should force yourself to be a, <laughs> you know, no, I will I will paint still life. Yeah, that's probably something to that because I'm I've got some talent for music, so I enjoy doing it. Yeah, you enjoyed being bad at it. Yeah. yeah. Well, wait a minute. Well, you didn't enjoy being bad at it, but when you first started learning, I was say he's pretty good at it. That was what are you enjoyable. calling him a bad musician? Yeah, for what are you doing, Sean? How good a musician are you? <laughs> Not very. Yeah, I can so, karaoke. There you okay. go. Which reminds me, the uh, Joe Getty's "How to Un- Argue Unfairly" clinics. I, well, I couldn't even <laughs> spit it out. Probably because I have gum in my mouth. Sorry, everybody. I'm chewing gum. So anyway, I got off on a tangent there. So I'm at my uh, How son's... How to argue unfairly clinics. Uh, his, uh, the, the, the fourth graders had their first string recital last night. Mm-hmm. And there were uh, violin... Pl- his best friend's playing the violin. There's a viola, which I guess is in between. Yeah, it's a tweener. And then uh, he's playing cello. And they did some very rudimentary songs, which were more or less... Viola is an old lady in the country. Viola is the instrument. <laughs> okay. Okay. But so they're kind of just running through the scales and stuff like that. Viola's uh, Clem's wife. It was it was very really, nigh on forty nine years. It was really bringing back memories to me because I had not been in a school music room hall thingy in thirty five years. Wow! Yeah. Okay. And it was just like it wasn't that much different than the the little auditorium we had in my high school. It was mm-hmm. about the same size, and the chairs felt about the same, and everything was about the same. And it was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't been in one of those in a long time. And remember what it feels like as the kid up on stage, where it just seems like it's 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 such a big deal. And it's the whole world. And it's not 44th graders playing five-note songs in front of dozens of people. Right, right. Um, just the enormity of it when you're the kid on stage. Now, here's a question for you. You mentioned that they had the beginners and the like intermediates and the more advanced students play at the same show. Did they have the various choirs and 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 no, this was concert ju- bands and stuff too? No, this or? thing was just the strings. So you had the first year strings. See, that's that's good. Then they did the second year strings and then the third year strings, and the difference was really quite amazing. That was her point, obviously. Sure, was to have the parents see 
this is going to turn into music. Because the, the third-year kids, it was like, wow, this sounds like actual music. Little 12-year-olds playing The Devil Went Down to Georgia. <laughs> One thing I notice as kids get older, though, the boys, so I'm seeing, what am I seeing? Fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, I guess is what I saw last night. The boys all kind of tracked together. There was still a sameness to the boys in their dress. Okay. The girls seemed to splinter off. Mm. There were, as you got into the sixth graders, it was pretty clear. You were either a girly girl wearing, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm into the whole girl thing, like dress, some sort of something on your legs, um, and, you know, like some sort of heelish shoes. Or the girls that are going to go with, I'm wearing tennis shoes and, and, and athleisure. Yeah. They really split off on choosing a path, huh, it looked like to me, whereas the boys were all the same. Yeah. And I don't know if that's part of the girls maturing faster and we're starting to head toward into dating and all that sort of stuff. I don't know. Just struck me. Girls have choices these days, Jack. I think that's healthy. Mm. I think that's good. You seem to take a clear path, though. Yes. I mean, there was, it was almost like every other girl was, you're dressed completely like a very feminine girl. You're dressed like a guy. Yes, there An are athletic guy. There are two paths you can go by, but in the long run, there's still time to change the road you're on. You're just quoting Led Zeppelin songs. Is that what you're doing? Is that what that was? <laughs> there's another one. <laughs> yeah, more or less. A lot of talk about how uh, the, the 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 teacher talked about how kids that are involved in music tend not to do this or that. And I don't know. I haven't looked into the actual data on that. I know that doing extracurriculars tends to keep. I don't know if it keeps kids out of trouble or if the kind of kids that wouldn't get in trouble do that stuff. I don't know which Probably is true. Probably both. Probably both. It keeps them busy and provides some structure. I don't And and it provides them a feeling of accomplishment, yeah. I think. They yeah. feel like their their lives are leading to something maybe. And I don't think that there's much difference i'm sure there's probably some but it's just important to have a thing it doesn't necessarily matter if it's chess club or the music yeah. thing right just having an extracurricular that you enjoy and actively want to participate in seems but the, very healthy looking trying to remember my school career there were there there were the kids that like weren't involved in anything sure like i did some sports poorly i was in music poorly i did everything poorly but i was involved in something but there were some kids that didn't and then there were some that were just jocks or just music or whatever um, and then there were kids that didn't get involved in anything. Um, and I, I always, always kind of wondered about that. It was like you're, you didn't want to or your parents didn't want you to or, or what was going on there. But that, often, I find that sad. Often, it, 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 I feel it kind of feels that way to me, too. But often it was the kids that gotten, they were living sort of troubled lives. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You're not getting that encouragement, that little nudge out the door, the whole uh, it's going to be a little tough, but you stick with it. It's worth it. Those life lessons. Yeah. Yeah, and that sort of thing, it's, it matters. Who your parents are, what your family culture is. Nobody's comfortable talking about this in public, but that's enormously powerful. Everybody wants to pretend, partly because they can get more money and funding by pretending that it's up to the schools, it's up to the government to form young people. But family culture is the single most powerful determinant of success. Always has been, always will be. Right. right. Um, speaking of which, so I mentioned the other day on the air... I don't remember my son was doing something, but I said on the air about how I'm regularly telling him, I don't I don't care what your grade is or how good you are, but I really want you to try. That was really, the math test. Uh, well, okay, that's yeah. what <laughs> so right. I, he was stressing I, about the math. I just yeah. want you to try. As long as you try hard, I'm, I'm fine with whatever grade you get. Well, um, one of our Asian uh, Twitter followers 
tweeted, I heard Jack say he doesn't care what grade his kid gets as long as he tries. You white people are so funny. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought that was an interesting comment from the Asian community. Speaking of cultural norms. Where they, apparently, the, the stereotype is there's a bit more of a demand for success. Oh, yeah. doing well, not oh, just trying hard, yes. but doing well. Yeah. And um, and we've talked about studies that people come to this country, and is it one gen- two generations in, whatever it is, one or two generations in, their kids do about the same as native-born kids. Yep. Back to slacking, I guess, my weak attitude of just try hard, doesn't matter what score you get, which pathetic. is pathetic. Exactly. Um, it's loser talk. But I thought that was kind of interesting. Made me uh, question my own philosophy there. Maybe I should be really demanding more. I don't no, know. No, 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 no. Nobody's good at everything. You white people are so funny. Well, we are. We're a funny people. <laughs> but you're just try hard. Hilarious. <laughs> you should see us dance. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it says you, you d- d- danged Asian person. You got to be careful these days. I did notice at the at the strings concert, the the Asian kids in the front row. I could tell they were better on average. Playing the instruments than Their everybody else. Their parents probably demanded they practice for several hours. Uh, well, at least an hour a day. Well, my son mentioned un, uh, un, pr- unprodded. He came to this conclusion completely on his own, with no background whatsoever. He said, all the Asian kids have already taken lessons in this stuff. They already know how to play. Mm-hmm. Like when they showed up to violin or cello. Right. All the other kids, like my kid, they'd never picked up an instrument like that in their lives. The other kids had been taking the Suzuki method for violin since they were four years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's an Asian thing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for a lot of folks. It's fine. There's room for all of us on, on this big uh, blue marble. You have to constantly, That's my philosophy. You have to constantly ascertain as a parent whether you're pushing your kids too hard or not hard enough. <laughs> and, and it runs the gamut are you, from are, tiger mom to do nothing. So are you saying then as a parent, if there's a bustle in your hedgerow, don't be alarmed Sh- now? Still going with the Led Zeppelin lyrics for ah! some reason. Check out the great new swag like the new masks at armstrongandgetty.com. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> 